Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Patrick, thanks for joining us today on Business Ninjas. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, we appreciate your time, so thank you. No, thanks for having me on, Jamie. You bet. Uh, why don't we start with just knocking out the basics? So, obviously, your full name, your title, with you know the name of the company and where you're based. Yeah, definitely, Patrick Fendaro, um, co-founder at Vetted Biz, um, based here in Miami Beach, Florida. Right on. All right, and what's the website people should go to? Uh, vettedbiz.com. Okay. E-T-T-E-D-B-I-Z.com. Cool. Right on. All right. And maybe to level set, uh, if you could give us a little bit of background about what your career arc has been to bring you to the present opportunity. Yeah, definitely. So grew up in Washington, D.C., um, graduated from college, Colby College up in, in Maine, spent um, summers, a year abroad in Brazil, basically all my summers from 17 to 22 in Latin America. Um, with that, got a job at J.P. Morgan. Uh, working with Brazilian clients at the headquarters in New York. Uh, it wasn't a great fit for being in kind of a rigid um, type of organization, especially at a large financial institution. Discovered Miami on a 24-hour layover, applied for jobs, um, started working at an information services business, essentially selling data and insights. And that parlayed joining one of the founders to work at an emerging uh, private equity fund. And then my brother and I started a franchise advisory firm, Visa Franchise, in 2015, where we help and we saw that business finalize businesses that are eligible for investor visas. Okay. And Vetted Biz was our offline database that we wanted to share with the world. And so we have data on over 7,000 franchise brands and hundreds of thousands of franchise locations. Um, and we produce a lot of content and, and media about all those insights. Wow, that and all of that spun out of a 24-hour layover. That's huh. great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And what um, maybe uh, you could give a little bit of more information around what that visa program looks like. What, like what? what yeah, definitely. Have to Simple do terms. There's like, I mean, there's visas literally A to Z. Yeah. Um, we focus on the E2 visa, which is a treaty visa that the U.S. has with 80 countries around the world where you can invest a substantial amount of capital, 80K, 100K, in a U.S. business, employ a couple Americans and live in the United States, send your kids to school, your spouse can work anywhere. So we help clients with that visa category, which um, in regular times, not during COVID, it was just one to three month processing. We're getting back to one to three month processing uh, to get that visa. So it's a generally a five-year visa. You can renew it indefinitely as long as you continue running the business. We work principally with franchises, but you can do your own startup. You could even buy an existing business for that visa category. Okay, interesting. And and your client base, when you kind of think of the globe, is there like a certain you know region where you get more clients than others? Or yeah, great question. We recently did a, a study and like kind of concentration. No country had more than uh, 13% over a three-year basis. Wow. Um, but Latin America, I would say, accounts for about half of our clients. Mm -hmm. And then we do have a lot of clients from Europe, Canada, as well as Asia. Okay. That's great. And so how did you initially develop this this database? I mean, it sounds like that 
to me, it sounds like that must have been tough <laughs> to get that many. Yeah, no, definitely. It was a lot of work. Um, we were just doing it on like Excel documents, um, helping our, our Visa franchise clients. And then we thought, you know, let's put this online. And we liked the idea of having a, a revenue stream, a business that had recurring revenue. Yeah. Um, so over time, we've developed that it is to be a subscription model, which we derive the majority of our revenue. So that was kind of an impetus because with Visa Franchise, it's it's a new client, you know, eight, nine, ten new clients every month, but always new client. Where with Vetted Biz, we wanted more longevity um, and have it at a very small uh, price point, yeah. where there's not uh, there's not much client service uh, involved. Great. Okay. And how? Um, I mean, how do you distinguish yourselves from other options? I, I would assume that people could like try and go through some government database or something like that, which is probably a disaster um, as a user. But like, how have you positioned yourselves in the market? Yeah, for sure. So for finding a, a franchise, popular sources are like Entrepreneur Magazine, uh, Franchise Drag, Franchise Gator, Biz Buy Sell even has a, a franchise section. These all monetize the seller in terms of providing leads or advertising for the seller, the franchise brand. We decided to take a different approach where we monetize and, and cater all the product development to the buyer, the investor. Right. We don't have a referral compensation agreement with franchise brands that are listed on Vetted Biz. So we kind of reverse the model that's typical for monetizing uh, that you know this data. And with that, it better serves the prospective franchise buyer. Yeah, because I guess they're getting sort of neutral information instead of like a bias towards however you're getting paid on the, the back end. And think about like the worst uh, the worst businesses have to fight harder to get new clients, right? Right. So, you know, you don't see, you know, most successful, the most successful businesses there, you don't see ads like everywhere. Like they're, they're doing a lot of word of mouth and there's not uh, a, a fight constantly to get uh franchisees in this context right yeah that makes sense and what you touched a little bit on the COVID era and how that changed things what what was that journey like and you know how are you able to kind of adjust to that and still help clients through unprecedented times yeah definitely so with that it is it was always fully virtual um and we changed our organization quite a lot between the the two brands that we operate vetted biz as well as visa franchise um where we had six employees uh-huh. in february 2020 we had just signed a, a lease for a 2000 square foot space here in miami beach oh, uh, looking to scale up with the us and then we ended up having to let go a couple of employees and pretty much have been hiring abroad principally in argentina so now we have a 40-person team. 25 of, of our members are, are based in, in Argentina. So COVID for us was definitely a net positive in terms of how we could grow and expand in our reach. Um, and then for our clients, yeah, we've adapted in terms of being available via Zoom, WhatsApp, whatever their preferred communication channel is for our Visa franchise clients mm-hmm. or, um, or or vetted biz, of course. But yeah, our clients, it's funny, most, a lot, a lot of people have really changed post COVID. I would say, especially uh, Americans, British, kind of the more Anglo-Saxon type business cultures. And then uh, with Latin America, it's kind of reverted to how it was in the past where they do really prefer uh, an in-person meeting 
especially if the if it's a contract value of you know over five thousand dollars, where an American can sign a, a contract for thirty k, fifty k, without meeting the person face to face, even though they're an hour drive away. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. And then what uh, what is sort of your sweet spot for customers? You know, what are the if there's like a a certain way that you categorize them, and do they all have a, a common set of challenges that they're working through. I mean, obviously they want to come to the U.S. and they're looking for ways to get it done, but there's probably a lot of nuance between different things they're wrestling with as they're on that journey. Yeah, definitely. So for the Visa franchise clients, we really have two buckets. Those that are owner operators, they're going to roll up their sleeves and get to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week for the first two years. They're going to invest 80, 100K, tend to be in their 30s and 40s, willing to grind it. And, and get the business off the ground, or if it's an acquisition, stabilize the business and continue to grow the business. So we have those type of clients. And then we have 70% of our clients that are more high net worth, where say two mil to 10 million plus in net worth, making at least 300K a year, not really worth their time to work day to day in a small business to make 80K, right. 100K. So two very different types of clients. And for the high net worth, Investors, we also have to source the the day to day operator and vet the day to day operator that gonna that they're gonna do a good job, and those clients are, are generally investing anywhere from two hundred to three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Gotcha. Okay. And then, what's your outreach strategy to find folks? How are uh, how are you marketing yourselves out to people that are looking for these answers? And um, you know, what social media channels are you active on? Yeah, definitely. So we do. We produce a lot of long form articles that we then um, produce videos on and then strip out the audio for our podcast. That's been a pretty effective strategy for us across vetted biz as well okay. as Visa franchise. And then there's natural partners in terms of client referrals for a Visa franchise, whether it be accountants, attorneys, financial planners that have four national clients that refer us clients, that refer us their clients. Um, but all the content that we produce for those organic clients that come to us directly, that's also repurposed for all the different channel partners that we have. And with constant emails where we send emails depending on the customer bucket anywhere from three to five times a week. So we do send a lot of emails. Some people yeah. subscribe and that's great. Um, and, and hopefully prospective clients uh, don't unsubscribe or the one unsubscribe are the ones that we want to have. As well as the channel partners, uh, we do send a little less cadence, actually. Uh, but we always want to be top of mind. And LinkedIn's been a great social media for us. I would say that's the one I'm personally most active on, okay. as well as our, our companies. And you said you've got a podcast channel. Where can people find that? Sure. If you type in franchise on Spotify, it should be one of the top three results. And it's, awesome. it's called Franchise Findings. So wow. every day I review a franchise, whether it's good or bad, and then interview founders of franchise systems as well as franchisees, whether they started the business from zero or bought an existing franchise and grew it. Wow. All right. Well, that's great. Thanks for giving us a framework for for where you've been and where you're headed. It's going to be fun to watch you guys crush it in 2023. So we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. No, thanks, Jamie. And appreciate all the work you do at Write For Me. And definitely, I mean, 2023 is the year uh, of content. So right uh, look forward to see uh, how your your firm progresses and, and the type of work you do with your clients. Thanks a bunch. Hey. 
Are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.